When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode 360 of Fourth and John. I'm Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And Mr. Mao in the building today. We are talking uh, the weekly update. You know, there's there's news along the timeline that you'll see. Then you have to bring up on the show, and and it's the off season, and obviously we're building for the real season. But the off season is the real season. But uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, you know, overall, I'm just a uh, there's a lot of news going on. You know, the the biggest news of over the last couple of days has been uh, you know some guy named. Uh, nuke uh because he he dropped the bomb on the timeline because oh. uh, eagle fans have been talking about the deandre hopkins um he he mentioned on the i am uh athlete pod he said he would love to play for a team um you know where the qb that loves the game and brings everyone on board with him a great defense defense wins championships gotta have a great d-line that's that's another check f uh i i, I you, said you got two so far. Okay. Uh, stable management because he says he's been through it four GMs in his career. Uh, that would be Howie Roseman, who's been here for so uh, a good situation. But there's a lot of there's a lot of news on the timeline. But uh, overall, how you guys are doing at this moment? Doing all right, as as good as I can be in this part of the off season, man. I'm not gonna lie, things get pretty dull, pretty boring. I'm lo- I'm looking at the uh, the finals lineup for the NBA, and like I, I had that realization that I was like, man, we got one more series in the NBA, and then it's just baseball until we get to football. Well, that's tough, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. As far as the Eagles are concerned, I mean, uh, the rich get richer, man. If the we if Howie found a way to get uh, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I mean. We're sitting here talking about like, uh, you know, how how are we going to deal with this whole Quez Watkins situation? Are we going to give him this other this next year and and let him continue to develop? Which I think is probably Quez is going to be on the roster, whether people like it or not. He's good enough to earn a roster spot, uh, but it's a matter of is he good enough to be the guy that we lean on when we really need him? And if we can bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I would much rather lean on a guy like him. Um, than a Quest Watkins, so hmm. that that's something that uh, it's pretty interesting, man. Uh, for a guy like Howie Roseman that likes to make that big splash move every off season, this would be the big splash. Yeah, 
um, I think that it, it also goes towards dispelling the rumor that nobody wants to play in Philly, right? They're like this whole everybody hates Philly and we're too tough on players. Uh, but then you see all of these guys like Buddha Baker talking about Philly. You see D-Hop naming Jalen Hurts is one of the quarterbacks he wants to play with, right? So you see uh, Micah Parsons damn near everywhere in Philadelphia and probably back at Devontae's softball game again. So for me, I mean, I think it's definitely the rich getting richer. Uh, I don't know how you feed all of these mouths if you add D-Hop, but I think that's a good problem to have. I don't know that he ends up here. I think a lot of folks are anticipating Kansas City tries to make a move to have him join them as their wide receiver one. As wild as it sounds, I don't know that we need the hop to like take this team to the next level, right? They're like, that's just a- a- another accessory to an office that's already pretty stacked. Um, and so, yeah, man, I- I'm really just excited to see how this sort of pans out. Um, I'm going to still keep ringing the bell for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, DPJ mm. is in the last year of that contract. You know, my man Tillman went to, to Cleveland, and so um, it, it kind of made him somebody that could be on the chopping block as far as a trade. And you might be able to get him for a lot cheaper. Um, and a one-year flyer on a dude like that, I think, makes more sense than D-Hop just because, you know, D-Hop's coming in demanding 150 targets. There's no way that you feed him that you feed Smitty, that you feed AJ, that you feed Goddard, all day. Somebody's going to fall off of that. Um, and I think you have to commit to the guys that are already here long-term. So uh, I know I'm probably throwing some rain on the parade here. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Obviously, yeah, DPJ, it's, 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 it's two different tiers with DeAndre and, and Donovan Absolutely. Jones. You sure. want mustard or you want Grey Poupon? You know? <laughs> give, me that, give me that mustard that costs like... Thirty dollars less, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> give, um, me the, give me the give me the nice mustard. But if you, but if you think about, if, and we just roll through the hypotheticals here, um, how would a lineup look with uh, with with D Hop on this team? Because I kind of yeah. look at it as D Hop and Devontae on the outside, and let AJ eat in the slot. In the slot, yeah. you could, but they're all interchangeable. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Uh, but then you also talk about uh, Mal talked about this other guy that we all know and love. Yeah. Um, Dallas Goddard, you know, like there's that's another mouth to feed. And again, I, th- I think Dallas Goddard yeah. would step back and he wouldn't ruffle the feathers, but there's, you have to really make that work. Um, just some some wrinkles to the the, the whole equation. Yeah. Uh, they said DeAndre Hopkins, his agency, they weren't really it was kind of like a situation where the NFL was kind of leery of the management group that he was with, hmm. um, you know, unlike. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, he he switched his agency. Yeah. Uh, he's now with Clutch Sports. Clutch. Uh, now we know that another guy on our team uh, by the name of Jalen is rep by Clutch Sports, mm-hmm. and Devontae Smith Devontae, is also yeah. Clutch Sports. And the the most important mm-hmm. thing is Jalen Hurts followed Nuke on Instagram. Wow! Cool. Wow! Huge. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) And I mean, you know, I I think so. I'm gonna just be real here. The reason why I would be greatly concerned about adding somebody like Devontae or not to this offense is watching AJ Brown's body language at some of those games where he wasn't the the highest targeted dude, right? Where like the the ball was getting distributed a bunch of different directions, and you could just see he was dragging towards some of the end of those games. Like he's a guy that's highly motivated getting that rock. And we just we're a physical football team. I don't see Jalen Hurts coming out and throwing 40 times a game. So, you know, I think that like 
yeah, it would be dope, man, to have him. Um, but I think you also have to really be careful about team culture. That's something that Howie talks about a lot, right? It's like the the building of a team, the culture, what's happening inside of the building and on the team uh, from the top down. And the last thing you want to do is like, yeah, you bring in a really good player, but he's somebody that throws things off kilter uh, for a team that's like really trying to continue to make shots at the Super Bowl. So, Listen, if he signs a deal and comes to Philly, I'll be the first one. That's what I'm saying, Matt. Like, if you think but, about, you too, know. just how this team is already set up, like, we completely retooled this running back group. So, like, mm-hmm. we're not really hurting in any respect there. I mean, nope. there's guys that have injury problems, but we have such an abundance of running backs in that group that we should be able to get shit done and be physical and have our options open as far as how we want to move the ball up the field. And then if I think yeah. if you add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, dude, look, we, we legitimately got like a, a Pro Bowl team on offense here, man. Like it's, 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 it's the entire offense is a Pro Bowl team. It's insane. My question, I guess, is also, are we talking like a three-year deal with Nuck? Are we talking a one-on-one, right? Because like this is also a guy that, that's getting towards the tail end. He played, like I had him in fantasy last year, so he came back from that suspension. Yeah. He was balling, trust me. Yeah. But, you know, you also have to take into consideration like that part too. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Todd. It's no telling, man, right, that like if he really wants to chase a ring – this is arguably the best spot along with Kansas city. So, well, and and that's the, I want to just throw that little Kansas city caveat in there too, because I think about like, obviously the Eagles can't Eagles and Kansas city were in the super bowl last year. And you saw how close match they were, even with like a depleted wide receiving core for Kansas city. I think that if you, if they were to add someone like a Deandre Hopkins, like, dude, that makes them that much more lethal, that much harder to play when we got to play them when it matters. Removing um, a juju so is, is it, and I was, I was gonna a, say, uh, is there nope. is there any benefit? And I get that like this is a, a dumb hypothetical and all that, but is there any benefit in just getting DeAndre Hopkins just so the Chiefs can't get him? <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally you know is, what I mean? It's like an arms race at this point. Yeah. Like you 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 you're Playing keep away. It's right. like addition by whatever. It's a yeah. it's a great addition, but like you're subtracting from all these other teams that could potentially uh, makes sense. Obviously, I, I'm thinking the Bradbury deal, you know, where he, last year people were like, oh, I don't think we could f- afford Bradbury. But the, the yeah. fact that the Giants were paying him, right. he's like, you know, I can find a situation that makes sense. Um, and again, like we talked about this whole idea of, you know, the Eagles becoming a destination place. Yep. Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, just his whole vibe that he's bringing to the table. Players are wanting to come here. Yep. Um, but here, let's let's look at the um, the cap here. Uh, we have uh, this is from Spot Spot Track here. Um, the guy, the teams that he, he talked about with, with, his, with the Chargers, uh, they have twelve mil cap space. Uh, Eagles are sitting there at nineteen. Uh, the other teams that we talked about, um, Kansas City Chiefs, are sitting at a one million. Yeah, but that's two restructures away from being able to yeah, fit him in, right? True. Like this is all this is all fantasy smoke and mirrors. <laughs> this is not real. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so you know, you, they will have to possible. they will have to put some work in. To yeah, move some things around. But again, some people don't believe in Santa Claus or the cat. Yeah, I don't believe in the cat. This not I don't real. I don't I don't believe in either. Yeah, cat. Um, you you could make cat it work, cat. but uh, like talk about that. We're we're talking about this wide receiver group here, um, and the depth. 
Um, we're gonna, which leads us right into our, our next topic here. England Covey still on this roster. I mean, look, there's a lot of Jags here, and there's a lot of uh, you know, back end of the roster, you know, kind of you know, all Very fighting for a spot. Or I I, I call them uh, Quez Watkins, uh, you know, potential competition guys that are trying. They're trying. To, they're throwing everything at the wall to stick. Uh, we all know that Quez, after after the uh, Zacchaeus signing, he said, "I'm going to make y'all eat every fucking word." Yeah, you've seen that shit before. Um, so I mean, what what is that? What is that? Because there's there's also news out there. Uh, Bo Wolf from the Athletic had mentioned a potential trade to Atlanta for a fourth round pick uh, earlier this off season. We talked about, um, you know, looking at the money. Uh, whether you release him or trade him before June first or whatever, it's going to be two point seven mil off the cap. Um, looking at his contract here, um, so it you know if if you know it's two seven off the off the books, um, it's not much. Um, and he lives in he he has an apartment in Atlanta, by the way. ATL shout it. I got to ask you guys just as far as this wide receiver group is concerned. Um, in your honest opinion, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, is that yeah. a step up, lateral move, or step down from Zach Pascal? To me, uh, it's a different step guy. up, bro. Yeah, I mean, different I think guy. that he's, a, he's more adept at playing the receiver position, whereas – which McCullough was a goon, right? That like he served special teams and like he was the enforcer in a lot of ways. I think Zacchaeus isn't a bad wide receiver four. I'm nervous about him being the three. Dante was good, my boy. Um, you know, I, there's a lot to be done behind AJ Brown and Devontae still. Um, and I'm curious to see what that looks like. Like, you know, what's how he's playing. It'll be tough going into, and I've said this this whole time, like AJ Brown has dealt with, injuries in his career right like he's missed a handful of games pretty much every year except last year so going into a season where we own our top two are set and then behind them is just um like gail said it makes a back end kind of just another guy sort of caliber players has me nervous um you know there's still some guys on the open market how he's a magician he does what he does and he does it well but this needs to be addressed and I don't think enough people realize the importance of having a realistic wide receiver three, right? Like it's great to have two top dogs, but with injury or also just the fact you need to spread the ball around, like we need a third person that's reliable in that room. And I'm not sure that we have that yet. We we have two top 10 wide receivers, in my opinion. Yes. You, you add DeAndre Hopkins into this, bro. That's three. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's one, that's one A, B, C. That's a that's a that's a vibe that I don't think we we as Eagle fans have ever seen. And yeah. and for all the complaining that AJ Brown, like I, I get what you're saying, you did see it in the body language in games when he wasn't getting uh, the ball as much as he felt he deserved. But bro, what what are you in the year with? Fifteen hundred yards and how many yeah. touchdowns? Like ten. Yeah, are we, is is that something like is that? Is that not plenty? <laughs> like, yeah. My God. The thing the thing with uh, DeAndre going playing in Arizona, he's easily doubled. And his numbers, he he's not even in the equation because he's just getting, you know, there, there's no there's no hope in Arizona right now. They're they're literally showing showing you their cards, saying that they they might tank, get that yeah. Caleb 
Williams vibe going. Uh, yeah. They got a they got a quarterback who you know likes to play Call of Duty. That's um, that so they, coming off an injury, still bizarre beyond belief that they gave him a big money contract and had a clause in there that, about him playing Call of Duty. But like, then they took the clause out. Why even put it in? Wait, right? Like, like yeah. how did you not realize that that clause was going to cause the amount of like attention that it did? Yeah. It, it just yeah. I'm uh, back to I don't remember <laughs> if it was Gail or Hollywood. Which one of you said it? But that Jalen Hurts, like we have a a quarterback that people are excited to play with. Um, pause and like I'm excited about that for us as a city, man. For as a team, because that wasn't always the case, right? The like you know we even beyond just you know this isn't just about Wentz. I even think back to McNabb and the whole To situation where like folks we had players but they didn't click with the quarterback. Yep. We have a quarterback that is a team first guy that everybody seems to get along with. And whenever you hear people talk about him, like they talk about how down to earth this dude is. He's also only 24. So like we have such a bright future ahead with such an amazing football player leading us. Um, you know, if it's if it's Nuck, it's Nuck. I saw Todd saying here I was making points for why we need to bring Nuck in. Listen, don't get me wrong, man. I'm all for Nuck. Um, I don't think it makes sense to trade Quez Watkins. I think he's more valuable as a player in this system. Uh, he understands the system. Last year was sort of an anomaly with the drop passes, too. When you look at his career, like that isn't something that he really had issues with long term. So I think it's a bounce back season for him, man. Um, hopefully, because <laughs> if not, we could be in trouble, man, for real. Now the ECG is talking about uh, he's excited yeah. for Charleston Rambo. Uh, Charleston Rambo, another guy who played with um, Jalen Hurts, um, played yeah. with Miami as well. But um uh, I'm thinking in my head the play that um, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, there's a play. He's like Rambo, Rambo. Like he, he uh, it was a nice uh, grab that he had. It looks like a, it was like a deep post. Um, but Rambo, a guy, another guy, Jason, Jaden Hazelwood also played with um, Jalen Hurts as well. So and not as a big uh, body, right? Like he's he's a bit different than our other wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He, he brings a different sort of vibe. We got camp to get through this. Right? All big guys. Figure out, I, man. I think so. then you also talk about, um, you know, replacing that big body wide receiver. You know, was Zach Pascal leaving? Obviously, yeah. it's all about money in some situation. Like, I think Zach could be more useful elsewhere. Like, he was great mm-hmm. for his role here. I think yeah. I thought he played his role well. But I think Absolutely. you got to go get your money for, for Zach Pascal. So, I think yes. they're trying to figure out a cheaper option. Um I think Zach Pascoe is a legit wide receiver three in this league. And yeah, he just I like he was a goon, man. Right. Yeah. Like that late hit on Jalen Hurts. I forget what team it was. He was the first person to go hold that player accountable. It wasn't yeah. Lilata. It wasn't Landon. It wasn't none of the big boys up front. It was Zach Pascoe running halfway across the field to go light somebody up. Yeah. And so that that's the type of person that's a great culture fit. I don't think from a production standpoint, the money matched. Right. Like, and so to Gail's point, if you can get somebody that can bring that sort of fire, but also the productivity as a wide receiver three, then you got to go with it. In reality, Goddard's our wide receiver three, though. Right. So, like, the, the, the value, but he's also somebody that has historically missed time in this offense. Right. That, like, when he goes down, we saw it last year, we missed him as that person in the middle of the field. We missed him on those tight end screens. We missed his athleticism and his ability to block in space. So there's some holes on offense, right? That like we we see a lot of superstar dudes. We've made a lot of moves. 
Um, but we also still have things to address that were needs going into the draft that really weren't addressed. So, um, yeah, man, you know, that's the fun part here is like now you get now you play a chess, right? Like, you know, we have the best GM in the NFL. So I'm not really concerned um, if we still had a, a different regime or a person that wasn't a good at their job. Um, you know, if it was Daryl Morey, I'd be like, damn, we might not make it. Yeah. But we got Howie, so we good, bro. Maybe we good. we'll say, maybe we'll sign James Harden at wide receiver. Uh, but uh, now, now, uh, Bob from Down Under talks about, um, you yes. know, one snap away from disaster, right? We had a ship depth last year and it really hurt our special teams. But you look at our wide receiver group and it's, um, you know, after, like, you know, the, the point that we're, 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 concerned about punters we're concerned about wide receiver fours and fives it just is what it is at the moment but i i get it i think um you do have to think about quality depth but you also have to talk think about cheap depth so this is where you know when jalen's making all this money you have to find you have to nickel and dime at the uh back end and i and i also think that like you have to get away from like the specialist specialists as, as i would I, I like to call them like a guy like a britain covey whose only spot on this roster is to return uh punts where like yeah. th- that is sucking up a roster spot for someone that could be could be contributing a lot more so like if you were yeah. to put somebody else in there maybe the key yeah that that maybe could uh return punts as well as do something else like Britton Covey was um it, it was a liability last year because I mean if I, if I'm being honest I mean it's not like he was muffing the ball and causing turnovers or anything like that but he wasn't adding enough in the punt return game mm-hmm. um, in my opinion to justify keeping him on the roster um yeah. it, it was one of those things where if you're on special teams you need to be able to do as much as possible instead of just one little specific niche thing well. If if you're gonna do it well, you got to do it really goddamn well. I'm gonna need like a, a Devin Hester Jr. If the only thing that you can do is return punts, mm. you we want more spice. I need more spice. Now shout out shout out to uh, Blue Mini bringing the spice. Uh, you know he had a birthday. He was out. What was he in birthday. Ireland oh. celebrating? Nice, very nice. Very nice. So I just want to throw this out here because I've seen this kind of like churning on the timeline. Curious how y'all feel. Uh, Julio Jones, man. You know, people have been kind of clamoring for Julio. I've seen the name come up a couple times and people saying it could be a cheaper addition than Nuck as somebody that could, you know, potentially bring some spice. He hasn't been effective over the past several years, right, due to injuries and things like that. (laughs) But, uh, man, Julio is one of the great ones, right? Like he, you know, from a physical standpoint, was an anomaly for the vast majority of his career. Um, and then somebody I'm gonna always keep throwing out, even though you know he's getting a bit older and, and definitely longer in the tooth. Uh, but Jarvis Landry, man, as somebody who, like uh, Hollywood was saying, can do special teams and also can play wide receiver, um, he's a slot specialist. He's somebody that brings a lot of character to the locker room, um, experience to the locker room. So yeah, you know his uh, energy is also contagious as well. Uh, I mean, up to two names you just mentioned. Um, like if this were five years ago, obviously Julio Jones would be right yeah, at the top of that list. Of um, but I, I just think that his fall off has been so dramatic that I just think that like, and no disrespect to Julio, he's one of the best wide receivers I've watched in this millennium. Yeah. I just think he's kind of, uh, he's, he's got nothing left in the tank really at this point. I don't think so. One of, one of, one of Devante Smith's uh, favorite wide receivers. He actually ranks him above him. They asked like top five Bama yeah. wide receivers, but uh, you you'll say today I had mentioned that adding Julio Jones is a kind of luxury move. 
that the Eagles need to make. But I think, you know, overall, you know, you know, Julio Jones is going to give you a cool seven games. Like six. You you can get you can get like 400 (laughs) yards and four touchdowns out of Julio, bro. Yeah, you see, you, and you, you see Julio in the season, yeah. you know, like I mean, it's, it's the tail. End and of the and like, I, I want to, I want to sit here and say, like, it's always good to have like a, a you know, a guy in the locker room. But like, as far as how our, our wide receivers are set up, like we already got good leadership in the, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like we really need to add a Julio in and that's going to change the culture in any way. Yeah. Like between AJ and Devontae, we're, we're good as far as um, teaching yeah. the, the younger wide receivers, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, you you still have Nikhil Harry, um, and then my man Sammy Watkins, who's somehow only twenty nines, but been in the league for twenty five yeah. years. Yeah, so what the fuck? I don't understand, <laughs> but you know, it, there isn't a lot there. I think also now we're gonna start looking at some of these camp battles, um, and some folks that are potentially gonna get overtaken by younger players and maybe get on the, the trade block or get cut. So there there gonna be so many options available. Um, you know, again, I trust Howie. Uh, I think that he's he's shown that his ability to build a roster that can then be coached well by Sirianni and his coaching staff, like it's a good partnership. So um, I'm excited to see what the final roster looks like. Ryan asked, anyone get the new training camp hat that came out today? Got that Kelly Green hat today? I did not see yeah. it. Uh, no. I've been off the Phils, though, today. I've been, yeah, right a, little, a little something, a little something. Um yeah, I mean the the uh, I think the Eagles are like we we still got one killer move to make, and I think um, you know we talk about Arizona. There's that guy Buddha. That would be that would be a killer killer trade or killer like if they if they outright release him, they do something right. crazy. Um, I mean, you got you got to keep in the back of your mind too that I'm pretty sure like didn't we get CJ in like August last year? Like that yeah, was a late was late addition. So yeah. like, don't think just because you know you don't hear anything or Byard like... from Titans, Byers. yeah, from Titans. Phila- 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 Philadelphia native, Philadelphia native. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna bring them all back? You know what I'm saying? Did uh, he play Georgia so. by <laughs> I don't think so. He did. Uh, Bruce is hyped for the season. Bruce Banner uh, getting hyped like the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, from a scale of, you know, one dot hype, where are you guys at right now? Dude, I mean, I think I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here just being an Eagles fan, blowing Eagles smoke up your ass. I think we're going back to the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> That's, so I'm hyped. Wow. Yeah, going back. Yo, and not only we going back and we going, we're going back we're the, the difficult way, right? They're like, we're going to go back. We're going to experience some injuries. We're gonna experience some downplay. We have the that killer's role in the schedule, right? That like I think we still emerge four and zero or five and zero, you know, in there. Um, I'm hyped, man. I think that this team is built for the long haul, and we're gonna to get to it clearly. But like Jalen Carter, have y'all seen him? Right, that like it's almost like hardening on the nets. Like he had a fat suit on during the Georgia Pro Day. Like <laughs> he knew he wanted to go to Philly. He didn't want to be a bear, right? Like he didn't want to go to some of these other locations. And so he he tanked his value. So how we could go run up and get him? You know, it's come on. We know the vibes. He wanted to be man. with his Georgia boys, bro. You, we know the vibes, man. You know Kelly Ringo acted Hollywood, so he could come to Philly too. Like they know the vibes, man. <laughs> did everything. Everyone did everything to do. Yo, what they and, need to do to, to fall to the Eagles. And ju- just remember, right. keep in mind, too, everybody clowned Jalen Carter for saying that he wasn't taking any visits outside the top 10. Man didn't need to. 
Well, the team, they said it, right? They said that the Eagles, like I remember reading the article, maybe it was the Athletic, but they said they guessed it was the Eagles that predicted he wouldn't fall out the top 10. And like when you read the tea leaves and everything, it sort of makes sense that they probably did have a conversation to that extent of like, listen, if you're there when we draft, like you're You're 100% here. here. And, you know, we even talked about like maybe he tarnished his brand a little bit. You know, Tank was saying that maybe wasn't the smartest move to make. Right. Because it could be a team outside the top 10 that comes up and gets you. But if you know that a team in that rank, like range wasn't going to let you fall out of it. Do your thing, big yeah. dog. Yeah, Rosenhaus knows the landscape. Like the, the fact that Rosenhaus yeah. came out is like, you, you think I've been yes. doing this long enough? You think I would tell my client to do something that how, I don't already don't Rosen know? Been doing this like twenty five years, bro. He's been, he's been show me the money, okay? Show me the money. Um, um, talk about money or not money. Talk about moves. Uh, that the Eagles it, it'd be a low cost effective again. We're talking about back end of the roster, guys. Uh, the Eagles worked out DJ Fluker, uh, a guy who spent time in Stoutland University before Stoutland University thing became a thing mm. at Bama. Yeah. Uh, he played with like Chance Warmack, where he got the um, you know, but again, yeah, we lost you, bro. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Yellow overhead busting himself up. Yeah. <laughs> nah, my brother, you're still going. You Good. Got, you got. You Good. got. Yeah. You yep, there Good. you go. Uh, in the line right there. So the NFL is all about re- re- relationships. Um, you, yeah. you see Bill Parcells move around the league. He bring his guys. You see yeah. Aaron Rodgers go somewhere. He brings his guys. So I, I've seen people asking why DJ Fluker, because he ha- has a relationship with food coach Stoutland. Um, <laughs> And he has a relationship with Sirianni uh, during his time in San Diego. Uh, he might look like an anime character here. <laughs> he, uh, he looked good, though, right? The, yeah. Like, considering all the speculation around his weight, and, like, there's a reason why he hasn't been on a roster actively, like, playing for a little bit. But he looked good. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the, like, 360 view of him yeah. as, like, his the, the media person was spinning – and like it's like damn yo okay like he, yeah. okay bro looks like the final boss on something <laughs> yes like, street fighter and yeah. balls, bro. yes uh, like Same mike tyson's beat, punch bro. punch out he's like the last guy yeah after mike tyson yeah. uh, <laughs> no, but uh, that, that's mike good <laughs> that's good big body depth man i mean for like an offense this isn't a, this isn't someone that we 
are hoping that we have to lean on, but a guy that we, uh, you know, if, if he did end up getting signed, Yo, I think AJ that, you know, with, with his background, knowing Stoutland already knows probably uh, the rough framework of what the scheme is like. I, I don't see why it, you wouldn't at least work him out, see what he's got. Uh, he, he lost 40 pounds. And um, the, the other thing is uh, there, there's, there is also, you know, his, there's been some off field stuff that, that's gone on with him. There's like um, he was dealing with, a uh, domestic violence situation with his wife. His uh, so his wife got ended up getting arrested. So like if he was not in like a, she was the aggressor. Yes. Uh, so like mental mental health man. You, he might have been in in a mental, in, in a bad place. Shout out to uh, the third lap monument monumentals. Uh, but it's it's just in yeah. a case where he's going to somewhere he potentially, you know, has groundwork with the offensive line coach. Talked about. What he meant to him as a as a coach, um, Stout is like a is a god, dude. Like when it's mm-hmm. in, in terms of relationships, linemen? yeah. You, you see their interaction. Uh, we missed yet the Eagles autism challenge, guys. But he was out there talking to his linemen, and uh, man, I just his relationship with his guys are like it's it's serious. No, and and from yeah. just speaking on that, like when I attended the Eagles Autism Challenge last year, I saw him. At, first of all, I was chilling next to Jason Kelsey, and that's uh, did he have the sickest bike again this year? No. Well, he was uh, Jason Kelsey was just sitting there letting everybody take pictures of his bike, and then all of a sudden Stoutland uh, came out, and you just saw not to be corny or anything like that, but you just saw those two like uh, you know embrace, and you're like, dude, they they really do like there. There's a solid relationship there. And you yeah. can just kind of feel that like Statland really has that effect on all the guys that he coaches and deals with on a daily basis. Um, all of his offensive linemen, I think that, uh, you know, they all, they all value him um, very strongly. I love that yeah. anecdote from Sirianni too, where he was like that Statland was like, Oh, you, you ready to get back to work? Yet? Like <laughs> you're studying your prospects. Like what you doing, yo? Um, you know, I, like you need that sort of energy um, and you know, yeah, his his linemen love him. Jordan Malata, I think, is proof positive that he can develop talent. Like, there's a certain sort of like player that he he can work well with and develop. Um, big big bodies, man. Huge dudes, right? And you know, Suo Peta, right? That like he went from a guy that people weren't even sure could play in the NFL to a dude that is still sticking on roster. So, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, if he thinks that Fluker or somebody, and I like it because he could play swing tackle and also maybe pinch in that guard. And so, you know, there's that value of having that dude as maybe your fifth or sixth offensive lineman that can play a, a litany of different positions. You know, with the O-line, that's important. So, um, you know, Gail, you keep saying it, and it's true. When you have a quarterback that demands as much money as Jalen Hurts just did, mm-hmm. you have to draft really well, and you have to find value in free agency. And when you look at the the contracts this year specifically, it was a ton of values, right? That like when you're looking at the guaranteed money, just the overall salary going to a lot of these guys, it wasn't a lot of money allocated. Um, and so it gives you a chance to make a couple runs a few years in a row um, while also taking advantage of draft capital. And yeah, man, I mean, look at who we got this year in the draft. Like it's incredible. I, I think about uh, Howie and looking um, at this roster like, you know, he was ordering McDonald's. Maybe I'm a little hungry, but like you get your you get your you get your value meal right, and then you get you you start shopping from the dollar dollar menu. Like 
do I need an apple pie? But I'll get it for a dollar. Do I need do I need these random pieces? So you start building your back end of the roster with like cheap back end deals, like your are both our running backs, you know, dollar menu in terms yeah. of millions, but got them off the one, two, three menu at McDonald's. But it's loud because you it's got two, I was gonna say you got the apple pie for a dollar, right? It's rocking. You put it in the air fryer for a couple minutes, yeah. you put, oh baby, up. you know, it's, it's right for you, man. It, it, it's just how you like it. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you, you have to, like, that's, that's how the good teams continue to win. That's what Kansas city has done in a, in a lot of ways. We could mock draft right now. Will, stop playing with me. I'll hey. be on PFF mock drafting still. Don't play with me. Hey, Will, Will, I just want to give you a heads up. Your, your hoodie is on its way. Just want to let you know that you did not forget. it is in, it's on its way to you. Um, but I did want to shout out uh, Dennis. Um, he said, just want to uh, tell you guys, thank you for helping me keep up to date with the news and rumors being in Virginia and not hearing everything is tough. So I really appreciate you guys and can't wait to meet y'all this appreciate season. You turning in, bro. Hey, we can't make, we can wait to meet you. Yeah. Um, hey, Dennis, man, to all the people in Virginia about us too. Like, let them know if it's Eagles fans in VA, put them on fourth and John. Tell them you could come here for the news. We got the, the, podcast we you know that it's the in person you know what i mean come tailgate pull up so we out here man so he also asked how much cap do we have left around 12 to 14 um but again the cap's not real that's not real that's yeah, cap's not real cap's not real cap's uh let, not real. so let me ask you guys a question um so as we sit here it's, it's one of those tropes about the uh the nfc east that there hasn't been a repeat winner in what, like twenty mm-hmm. something years, something like yeah. that. I think since like two thousand three, this the year. I, it's to me, it's between us this and Dallas. Uh, I think Dallas is going to make a hard, a real, a real tough run at that number one spot in the NFC East. I still think that Philly is the best team in this division, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Philly's the best team in the conference. So I'm, it's going to be hard for me to say that they don't do it, but it's not going to be easy, bro. Right, yeah. that like teams are gonna come out. They've they've now had a full off season to study Jalen Hurts, the the offense, the changes in this offense. Um, you know, I think that it'll be interesting to see how Nick Sirianni takes this to the next level. Um, what the side adds to this defense because people gunning for us, bro. Right, yeah. we talked a lot of shit last year. Um, running in the seasons, you know, we pulling up. Uh, you know, Vince bringing people sports trips, right? They're like, we jumping into other people's cities, disrespecting them, football team kicking it's been a couple ass, years, though. right? And so, like, teams is like, yo, man, that Philly team, we're going to have a smoke, man. People going to be ready for it. Like, but I still like, think that this team is so damn talented. I don't know that it matters. Like, last year, I thought we were we were a, a damn solid team, and I think yeah. we're just as solid. I think we got younger at positions of need, and I think we might have got more explosive. You might too. you might want to travel with us on the road because it, it could know. it could be sick. Um, it could be sick. I mean, while we're here, I mean, if you weren't looking to travel and go to games, uh, you can link up with us on these uh, trips with Philly Sports Trips. I'll make sure to follow them at Sports Trips PHL for more information. You go to phillysportstrips.com. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, just personally from me, I think that if this team like i think that we are on par with as good as we were last year which on paper says that we should be able to do everything we did last year the only problem is is that i think we also got really lucky in with the injury bug i think that we were able to avoid key players um you know going down for extended periods of time 
Yes. That, that doesn't happen every year, man. It doesn't, and so man. if we are not as lucky this year, we could have that little skid, you know, at some point during the season. I'm already predicting now that we will deal with injuries in a way that we didn't last year. Yeah. Um, just and again, the reason why and people keep saying you can't change Jalen, you can't change Jalen. Two years in a row, Jalen Hurts, due to how we've utilized him in this offense, has gone into the playoffs injured. Yeah. Right. Like he is the key to all of this. Marcus Mariota is a good QB too, pinch starter. But this shit. off this team revolves around Jalen Hurts being available, right? And so for me, I do want to dial back the, the dedicated QB runs. Let him scramble, keep plays alive. Like that's who he is. But for me, the key is keeping him healthy. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I think we will deal with injuries. That's why I'm really, really curious to see what they do about a wide receiver three, what they do about a tight end two. Um, we've talked about both of those positions. What we do at linebacker, God forbid, Nicobe goes down, right? right? They're like, we don't have a lot of depth at some of these other positions. And so to Gail's point, you know, who's that dollar menu person that maybe we could get from another team for a one-year flyer or that gets cut late in camp and, like, we can bring them in here um, and kind of rely on them to be a, a functional starter for us to spot start. Um, it- this is the NFL, man. People get hurt. 17 games is a lot, think- you know. Including Miles the playoffs is 20. Yeah, Jack is yeah. still out there. Yep. I think there's gonna be um there's gonna be there's gonna be opportunities to get somebody in. My my thing, somebody asked me this yesterday. Obviously, I want to go through the roster and really, you know, when a player flashes, they flash and coaches don't forget that. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, this this needs to be, you know, this needs to be uh you know, we need to examine more of this this work over here by this said undrafted free agent rookie. Um, you know, if somebody flashes, they're going to be like, all right, well, let's get this guy some more burn. If they see all the stuff they threw at the wall that doesn't really make sense, then they're going to go get somebody. I think, yep. um, again, I you know, I think you have to evaluate the roster and turn it over and then figure out who's who you have. And then if you don't have what you need, you go get it. Go and get then it. Yeah. we have ample opportunities with the yep. amount of men mid-round draft picks that we have you guys yeah. see how many draft picks we have in the mid-rounds we got 72 draft picks in the mid-round. yeah we you know expect round four or seven we got six we we, we got <laughs> Dom, we, we also have the dominican sue on uh line two yeah we have Julio yo jones online chris harris right they're like chris harris is one of those people i'm watching right now dude because he much like and dominican continues to say like I'm not signing it. Like I'm I'm keeping my options open. I'm not really trying to do training camp. I want to go to a contender. Chris Harris will be really, really interesting in this defense as like an additional player. Cause again, what are we talking about? Injuries. What happened last year? We lost our slot corner mm-hmm. and the drop-off from the starter to the next man up was a pretty steep drop-off. Chris Harris gonna still give you some good reps. Um, quality veteran who just played a gajillion freaking play right he's played a gajillion snaps in his career so um and then gail to your point we talked about this a few shows back but i think for the past two or three seasons at least two undrafted free agents have made the roster so you know we're talking probably this year another two dudes coming in and making this team um to be determined but I'm excited, man. I don't personally think we're as good this year as we were last year. I think we were stacked across the board last year in a way that we aren't this year. But I am excited about dudes like Terrell Edmonds. Um, I'm excited about 
um, you know, the running back room this year. I think we have two phenomenal backs and then Kenny Gainwell and Boston's like the, we could run 40 times a game. We don't even have to pass the ball, bro. Right. Like we could run the wing T like 1940s like football, everybody. Right. Like we could bring it back to the golden era of football, man, before they started all that forward pass foolishness <laughs> <laughs> and, and bury a bunch of teams. So, you know, I think that this team, um, it's important to be able to win anyway, right? If you have to run it 40 times, if you have to pass 40 times, like you need a roster that can do that. Uh, and I think that Philly is there. And defensively, you just can't let people score more than you score on offense. Period. Right? That's <laughs> like, that's it. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, this is a good team, bro, for sure. Speak, speaking of running, um, DeAndre Swift, I went, was went back and watched a lot of his, uh, a lot of his uh, catches in space. Um he in the open open in the open field. He 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 tends to make guys uh, make Looks businesses stupid. businesses decisions because he will he will run people over and um, he he's just got a, he's got a natural feel in the open field. So I, I think uh, he can catch right. Yeah, like, so I mean, it's underrated his hands. You know when you see how he was used in Seattle, that like we have three running backs. I don't count Boston Scott as much, like. But we have three running backs that are interchangeable. So when they come into the game, you don't really know what's about to happen. And like yeah. not giving away the play is so, so important. It's not just a between the tackles, two down banger. And then our third down guy, like now nah, all of these guys can do those things. Um, and so it just makes it less predictable for our offense. I, I got a question for you. Um, how do we like in terms of the safety position, uh, you know, Reed Blankenship is filling in for, from uh, Marcus Epps, mm-hmm. like that 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 role, um, Marcus Epps going to the season versus Reed Blankenship going to the season. Who are you more, uh, you know, confident with? Confident. In? I'm, I'm probably I, 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 too much of a Blankenship stand. I really liked him coming out of Middle Tennessee. I think he put some pretty good tape together as a box safety. I think he can do things. He's a better wrap-up tackler than Marcus oh, Epps was. I love his yeah. ta- his angles, I, man. I, 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 he is, and I, I. But I will say that, like Marcus Epps, going into last season and even throughout the season, one of the things that I always um, gave the credit to Marcus Epps for is his hitting ability. I thought he was, yeah, for he, sure. was he was a great. He could lay the wood, yeah. um, but. I think that he actually really improved last year in coverage yes. as well. I yeah. mean, um, like prior to that, he was kind of it really iffy in coverage, but he could lay, he could pop somebody. Yep. Uh, last year, I think he stepped up big time in, as far as coverage is concerned. Yeah. Um, Reed Blankenship, I'm kind of coming into this season with the same kind of mentality that I had about Marcus Epps last season. Whereas, like, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, Reed Blankenship can lay the wood and all that. I think he comes in with a better base of uh, of coverage. But uh, yeah, dude, I think that I think it's one of those things where um, he could surprise people. It's it's gravy, essentially. You know what I mean? He was an undrafted free agent. So mm-hmm. if he's able to perform mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, be a true starter and we got him as undrafted, dude, that's Eight, money. 843 Philly fan says Reed Blankship will be a starting safety. I honestly I don't think we it. rotate three, yo. They're like, I think this is a situation, especially because you have Edmonds and Reed Blankenship that are like, quasi linebackers right and so like they're yeah. perfect for that hang safety i know we do a, a ton of split safety looks we can play in space right they're like his interception against brett uh brett Favre. oh my god his interception <laughs> against aaron Rodgers was down the field right like it was a play on the back end i think he he's matches good up well with tight ends. 
Yep. And he played again when you're talking about like a ton of reps. He played five years at Middle Tennessee. He's seen everything. And so, you know, when you add in um Sidney Brown too, um, you know, I make a lot of jokes about him being really good, tight ten, ten yards and less. Um, but you know, think that you have three safeties that can play that can hit their physical, right? They're like their tone setters. Um, I think the question is, can they play the deep third, right? Can they play that post? And if we find that one of them can, I think we're in a good space. Um, but I'm less concerned about safety than I am about linebacker. I have still a lot of questions about linebacker um, and really the depth that linebacker. And if one of the linebackers go down, does that mean that Reed Blankenship is now quasi linebacker for us on third down, right? And like our and in, in our nickel. So um, just well, yeah. What's your confidence level, Morrow? I like Nicholas Morrow. Um, you know, I think similar to Kazir. I got to see it. It's a dude that's going to come in. I mean, he played well last year, like for Chicago, uh, for a defense that... tackles, I think. But as a middle, as yeah. a middle linebacker, he, I mean, you should. He's yeah, a hitter, bro. I got to yeah. see see how he does. And then, then then I start asking questions. Like when I see players, I'm like, can you tell me about something? Uh, but Bob Downer says, we're good at safety, linebacker, tight end too, Steen at right guard. I think that's really where the conversations are had question marks over safety linebacker obviously the Kobe Dean um is going to take the reins but I feel co- very confident in what he brings to the table um and I, I like the youth that with Steen I think it's all exciting Cam Jurgens, all excited I like the competition aspect tight end too again it's a very mixed bag of um old navy and target types you know, <laughs> I love yeah. listen, man. Y'all know I love Stole. That's my boy, man. He he, you know what you're going to get from him, and I think that that's invaluable. Like he's not get Dallas Goddard. I think Grant Cacatera takes a step forward here, but like Stole is good enough for twelve, right? And he can block. He'll make some catches in the middle and fall down like Zach Ertz used to. But you know what you're gonna get from him, and like that ability to say, "Hey, next man up," like he'll give us what we need him to do. I think it's important, bro. I see. I seen Stowe at the uh, Eagles Autism Challenge. And some some size I'd Big be sitting dude, and just like seeing how like like when rookies come in, there's like confidence to the level of like they're just happy to be here or just like you know they they he looks comfortable. Uh, yeah. You know some of the rooks that are there were like shook ones, but like he looked comfortable. And again, everyone's always gonna try and replace you in the NFL. Just yes. is what it is. Um, Yo, Greetings and salutations, Yo, John. John. Um, yeah, Mark says shout out to Prime. Uh, who, to you know, Prime, uh, you, Prime, Prime is uh, busy working. Hollis, he's uh, on un- the world with his eyes. My shit. lord, uh, we were praying for for his. Uh, hope, hope he feels better. The picture he showed with shared with us. <laughs> my lord, uh, I hope he feels better. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all fellas. Oof. Uh, so bringing up some other topics that I wanted to bring up. Um, now Roop says, uh, you know, he, he brought out a article basically talking about like, um, some observations is Jalen Carter, the most anticipated Eagles, mm. uh, player since Donovan McNabb. Um, uh, I'm trying to go over is the, that the, in regard to being excitement wise, yeah, like antis, like everyone's like, can you name another eagle that eagle fans of AJ uh, Brown last year? Like that's what I'm saying. Well, Are we talking about uh, draft? We're talking about we're talking about rookie, rookie. Mm-hmm. Draft. Okay. 
Um, hmm. I was really excited about Jordan Davis. I'm not gonna lie, dude. To be honest, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carsonian. When he was drafted, like if that was the second uh, coming, yeah, we were convinced. Yeah. I was pretty hyped about Devontae. Yeah, I was hyped for De- Devontae. That was that was I was hyped for that. Um, I think Jalen Carter only because he was going into this season and like really up until the car accident happened after the national championship, the number one prospect in his draft, right? That like mm-hmm. people were clamoring for him to go number one and like nobody questioned it. And even going back again last year, like I remember doing my Jordan Davis breakdown and just seeing 88 blowing up everything. And I walked away like, who the fuck is 88? And like, why is he about to be the next great defensive tackle in the NFL? And so the fact that he's on the squad, you know, I think that for me, I'll probably, and I've been an Eagles fan over 35 years. So I've seen a lot of dudes come into this city that folks were hyped about. But for me, it was probably like recently, definitely Devontae uh, or Jalen Carter. Um, but I'm also really hyped about Nolan Smith. I ain't yeah, dude. <laughs> and the more the more and more I watch about Nolan Smith, man, the more I'm like, dude, I just fucking love He's this kid. He's a baller. I'm not sure if anybody had the chance. There was like a 11 minute little like short kind of a YouTube video, just kind of following Nolan Smith and his draft day and that and that whole experience. That was that was a pretty cool watch. If anybody kind of opens up and just shows you uh, what kind of person, more of like what kind of person he is and. Dude, it's well, a, it's, a, it's a guy me. that like it's impossible. He's impossible not to root for. I mean, so for, we we talk about like I brought up like um in this draft in the first round, uh we we've got the replacements for both Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham moving forward. And the funniest part to me is is that not only is Nolan Smith his replacement on edge, but like personality wise, it's very similar. Like they're very. Yeah happy energetic fun loving people and i just uh i think they're great both great locker room people i love yeah. he asked the side for the playbook on the phone call right he was yeah, like listen coach that. like send me that shit i'm ready to go <laughs> like that speaks volumes and gail and i went back and forth texting the whole off season about nola smith's character right that like that was the thing that like high character high football iq Andy's also a really good football player. And it's rare you find like that amalgamation all in one dude that also fell to the tail end of the first round. So, you know, uh, I'm, I yeah, juice, man. Yo. Also, I, also, I, I, I just want to, while this picture's up, I want to point out too, and it's so nitpicky. And, uh, but like, it's one of those things that I, I looked at and I acknowledged in the fact that his girl had enough respect to give his mom the spot on the couch. You know what Mm. I mean? There's always that fight in the, uh, when the player gets drafted where like the girlfriend's trying to steal a little bit of the spotlight, but family, he's got himself a good woman, right? there. The representation, like they, they're the ones that put out this video that everyone's sharing, like, um, hat tip to their agency for like, you know, shedding light and, and also putting a magnifying glass on their player behind the scenes. Um, it comes from a really, uh, good unit man uh and again i think uh his support group is is huge as you saw nicobe dean his former roommate was there um and this is this is the scene that ed was talking about um so he says uh coach sean uh i know you busy i want that playbook i want it i want that pdf i want to be on that effing field i want to show y'all why you should pick me number one I'm being dead ass serious now. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet or heard it, go go back and listen to the way that he 
delivers it. I can't do it any justice. I could act a little bit, but a little bit. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying the way that he just delivered it, the way way that he just delivered it, um, you believed him wholeheartedly. Uh, And then again, I got to meet him at the Eagles Autism Challenge last week, and he was every bit of, he was every bit of what. It's it's funny because like you know me and Mal were having the conversation about Nolan Smith being the, like one of the guys that we wanted, uh, yes. And then you finally see him in front of you, and you're just like, I, I, I so I saw him. I was like, hey man, I just want to let you know that we, we've been waiting for you. Yeah, let and me, like let he's me ask the you. juice man, right? Like he just he's electricity. Like you need those guys that it's a long season, right? Like you talking off season, you talking training camp, regular season, playoffs, Super Bowl, we're going to project it and put it out there. Like you need those guys that keep everybody hype. And Nolan Smith is that guy, yo. Like he he's this self-proclaimed juice man, bro. Like his energy is infectious. And I feel like we have a lot of dudes kind of like Nicobe, kind of like Jalen Carter, uh, that are really kind of like low key, just get the job done. And then you got guys like Brandon Graham who provide that juice. You need those guys. They're blue guys, man. Blue guys. I can't, I can't imagine what the conversations are like. Like, obviously, as hungry as he is um, to want the playbook and not just to get the playbook overnight, he wants the PDF sent to my phone right, right now. now. But yeah. then also, <laughs> on top of, uh, you know, you know, he, he's already talking about um, he's really trying to put more uh tricks in his bag really trying yeah. to like figure out working on these, these these next uh rush moves at the next level he's so yeah. he's so hungry I, I i would pay money just to watch brandon graham and him talking back forth like what they could about? probably have their own comedy hour dude <laughs> once yeah. they retire the man. shit talking hour bro and yeah. they go just be and, and for me like it's huge man because you need this right like you have to get younger um excellent point aj but you have to get younger you need guys that really love football you need guys that also bring that professionalism to this right they're like why do we love Jalen Hurts so much because he's a consummate professional he's that you know the the stereotypical first when last out right they're like you but he's gonna get beat there by nolan Right, like they gonna be, it's gonna be a jam by group yeah. trying to get through that door. Five first. o'clock in the morning, yeah. And so, like, could you imagine as a coach, like you coming in, you showing up, and it's a line of cars and people trying to get through the door at five o'clock in the morning? Like, what what better situation could you be in? Um, and you know, that just, I'm really excited to see that what this group can do. Let, let me- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask the hard-hitting question here, because um, kind of just have been thinking about it. But um, between our two first-round picks this year, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, who's got more of that dog in them? See the literal, literal dog or Georgia dog? Not Georgia dog. That dog. <laughs> no, I, the I thing I, with I, the, the Georgia boys, mentality. Man, you got to look at the system. Like the system. Why I'm excited for both of them is you getting away from this two-gap we do whatever it takes to win on defense mentality, right? And, like, you're going to get more single gap, more opportunities for Nola Smith to not set edges but actually rush the passer. And so I think it's hard to really predict with either of them because much like Jordan Davis, like, it takes time to kind of transition from I'm here to just play this role to, like, I'm here to be this dude. And so for both of them, I think it'll be a transition. I think Jalen Carter will probably hit the ground faster Mm. just because – he was already showing that one gap, get after the quarterback in a way that Nolan really hasn't, right? That like Nolan's job was to make sure nobody got outside of him. Um, And like, he took that to heart. I don't think in the NFL, like that'll be his full-time role anymore. So it may take him a year or two to like Gail said, add to that toolbox. Um, I think Jalen's going to be ripping shit up from the beginning. I I think uh, Jalen Carter, um, like he's, I'm trying to, pick the right words to describe what I think he is as a, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but I just think overall his game, he, he's a game wrecker. And yes. there's, there's things that he does um, when you watch on tape that you're like, God damn, like he, I don't even think he knows how good he is yet. So if he's doing this already, just imagine if he refines his game with more technique, because I think he's, he's technical. Uh, his, his swim moves are like, he he, you know he he'll the gap integrity he'll hold a Bro, hold a guy to last, and then just throw a guy like he he, he seems like he has everything in control. His I think if he gets yeah, I think if he gets his NFL body on top of that, and then he's in he's he's in the right room with Fletcher Cox. It's like yeah. it's yeah. like perfect scenario for him. The way yeah. the way that I kind of view it is like I think that Jalen Carter has essentially a, a gift from God, and the fact that I think mm. he is just naturally talented and technical and it just mm. comes natural to him where i view nolan more as like the the tape grinder type yeah. that just constantly like work just hard wants to it. get better yep. constantly working to get better. i think that yep. jalen carter's ability is just nat. he's just a natural born athlete yeah. that makes sense so but don't forget that nolan was top five recruit right in the country like oh, this yeah. like right. this is a right. guy that coming out of high school was highly coveted because he also has like, and again, we I can't get away from Jalen Hurts. We have dudes that are naturally gifted, right? That we all grew up playing sports, right? And it was always that thing: hard work beats out talent. That doesn't work hard. And, and we all know, whenever you got that guy that was hardworking and also talented, you couldn't do nothing with him, right? Can't do nothing with him. Yeah. And so when you have a guy like Jalen, who I think has gotten a bad rap for his work ethic. Everybody speaks to the fact that, like, he's a dog, bro. He practices hard. And, you know, you see him in these games giving massive effort. Um, 
bro, I'm just excited, man. It's hard for me to pick. Like, yeah. um, I think both of them are going to be phenomenal in whatever we ask them to do. A shout out to uh, Billy Miller. He's a head coach of IMG. Um, was a fan of Fourth and John Show. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Billy. Met him, met him down um, hey, at at, at uh, Tampa. He was a coach. Was coaching with um, Trey um, down at IMG. But uh, he was he actually went to the Novacare. Was invited to Novacare. Uh, he was with right. Nolan Smith. Um, so that was kind of cool. Your head coach, your high school yeah. coach is there. That just talk, talks Absolutely. that that tight knit. Like, yeah. um, like, I, not, I'm not going to speak poorly of my high, high school coach, but here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you, you know what I mean. Like, there's <laughs> these relationships that you form, you know, form bonds with some of your coaches that go go on for years like you know not to yeah. say that like not all these relationships are the same and the fact that you got a, your your high school coach out there supporting you speaks volumes to who he is as a player as well thanks yeah, and person um moving right along uh, well, as we sit here with this loaded ass defensive line group uh the line is set at four and a half sacks for Derek barnett over or under on the Derek barnett Derek under. Barnett, going four under. and a half sacks. I go four and a half. Going to under. I think he gets phased out for Nolan, bro. My thing is, just like, like you, we mentioned, Derek Barnett is like he's an afterthought. He's 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 the third guy. The third guy. Third, like he's on the depth depth chart. He's on, you know. Yeah, yeah. At that, he's like, and that he's a valuable. I mean, did did scoop up that. That fumble in the Super Bowl. I think yeah. that his value really he's shown is more as a run stopper, though, right? That like I think that he'll get some early down um opportunities to play that position. He's the enigma in this part. I think you know, four and a half is is not something that's outlandish in my opinion. I think he ends up with like three and a half. And the reason is because Nola Smith snaps jump exponentially from like week six on where like you just can't get the guy off the field and so you know if Nolan gets hurt or you know something happens with Josh Sweat or like BG you know falls off the cliff age-wise then you know I think four and a half over makes a ton of sense but if we're projecting that like this group is healthy I don't know that he gets that many reps bro like it's gonna be hard for me to keep him on the field over somebody like Nolan Smith who is just a more phenomenal athlete I just say, you know, depth, depth wise, it's just, it's important to have depth, dude. Like, it's a long season, man. Without um, a question. It's, it's definitely a long season. And then, um, you know, my thing is with, with uh, Barnett, you know, the thing they love about Barnett, locker room, mm-hmm. practice wise, mm-hmm. brings the energy. Sirianni yeah. likes it. We, we all know another former lineman in here who we had him in tears, had him yoked up. Um, was bringing the smoke in practice. That's what he he brings, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that you can't you know as much as you know you, some Eagle fans will discredit uh, what he means to the depth of his team or whatever. He brings that intensity in the in the, in the uh, at practice as well. We talking yeah. about Barnett made someone cry. I thought it was Josh Sweat that made Andre Dillard cry. No, no, it was uh, Barnett. It was Barnett. And I mean, let's not forget that Derek Barnett left the SEC as like the most accomplished sack leader, right? Like, he broke the record at Tennessee, right? The, like Reggie White's record. Yeah. yeah, and, like, so, you know, and, and again, it, it wasn't 
free run to the quarterback. Like he was doing his thing. Like that comparison between him and Miles Garrett was real in that draft. So, you know, he's definitely a good football player. Um, he makes a ton of bonehead mistakes. And that's always been my thing with Derek Barnett is the bonehead mistakes. It's the things that cost you at important parts of the game. And again, like if you're saying, hey, we got to keep this dude, Nolan Smith, in the rotation, and then he does some dumb shit week four, um, that might be it, right? They're like, hey, yeah, you'll still get your reps, but like your snaps are going to go from like 30 to 15 a game. So like give us your best 15. It'd be hard as shit to get four and a half sacks at 15 snaps a game, bro. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that there are a lot of things we still have to figure out there, but to be in a place where you can rotate four and five guys at the edge, you can rotate four and five guys at defensive tackle. Um, it just keeps you in a great space. And man, you hunting in the fourth quarter, right? Guys are, guys are, are, are juiced up in the fourth quarter. That's a Nolan in the fourth quarter. Come on. Juice man <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Let's go. Four Jaylen three off the, the edge. Fourth quarter. Let's go. In the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> And you got Hassan on the other side. Yo, and no one's talking about Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat had the quietest 12 and a half sacks I maybe have seen in my whole life, right? They're like, he got overshadowed in such a major way in his defense because there were so many dogs. He had a career season and nobody's saying shit about it, right? They're like, he played so well, we may not be able to afford to resign this man in a year, yo. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's so hard for me uh, for being, you know, Growing up with a Reggie White, a Clyde Simmons, a Jerome Brown, like I, I, I never thought that I was going to see defensive front so scary. And it's 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 taken years, but this this group, the last two years, it's been sick. They just got to close out, man. Like as much as the sacks that we got last year, um, shout out to the uh, the field. That's why that turf. He might be stronger, but I mean, dude, Reggie, Reggie's one of one, man. Yeah, he's facts. He's, he's facts. No well, I mean, on this team, we're, we're like, but we're talking like depth. Yeah, like, I'm saying depth wise. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's like, yeah. There's so many different versatile styles of play here as a defensive lineman, like guys that are, you know, okay, they, you know his college days, you know, three tech, you, you, you know, play zero tech, you know, some guys oh, that are like interchangeable. You're like, how? How how do we get so lucky to get Jalen Carter? Because yeah. Howie values big men in the trenches. It's crazy. If you would like, like, like Mal was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really spend too much time watching Carter because I, did. I didn't think think I, we ever get him. Like the fact that we got yeah. him is insane. Yep. It's yes. insane, especially Absolutely. for uh, all the people out there um, watching the draft and. and Watching some of these prospects, man, it's 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 insane. Um, just uh, one one note: uh, the the um, OTAs, it's uh, on phase three of the OTAs. Um, so this is where uh, here's the um, schedule right now. The Eagles' workout dates are May thirtieth, uh, June first through second, June fifth through sixth. And June 8th. So you're going to start to see some of these nuggets leak out. Yep. Um, you're going to start hearing some things. You got you to slow slow your roll. You know, all these people worried about Jalen Hurts throwing some picks in practice or oh, whatever I mean, that meant. It, um, it's, it's nothing like what's going on down in Tampa Bay, man. I'm not sure if you guys saw the videos out of that today. Baby. Oh. What happened? 
between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, that whole QB competition is a two-pack of ass. And it's tough because with fantasy football, right, they're like, I love Godwin. I love Mike. Mike. Evans. They just bring it every year. But I think I'm fading both of them on their ADP right now because I don't Mike trust Evans Baker Mayfield. Yards this year. If he does, it'll be the hardest thousand yards he ever got in his life. It's going to be on like 150 catches, bro. <laughs> that man's <laughs> freaking average per reception is about to be like eight yards a catch. So, yeah, that, that video was ugly. It's still early, though, man, right there. Like, I also, yeah. for me, all of these people talking about this redemption tour for Baker Mayfield, how sway. This is a guy that had one good year in the NFL <laughs> surrounded by the most talent that he had, right? And so it coincides with his best year. And then you know, when he had to become the guy, he folded. Yeah. So I think Tampa uh, will be in the CJ Stroud, uh, Derek May. Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb. Oh, sorry. Caleb Williams, Derek May uh, lottery mm-hmm. um, in about a year. They'll, they'll be having a new quarterback. Now, Will had asked you guys going to Dallas December 10th. Maybe. I'm definitely going to the 49ers game. I'll cop the tickets for Father's Day, so I'll be in the building. Yes. Um, the rest of these, uh, I got a whole son, bro. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure some things out this year. Um, still figure Kansas City's got to be one. LA's got to be one. And yeah, then LA would be amazing. I'm trying to figure out. You got to be there for the first week of the season. I love to see. Yeah, that one moves. is also going to be, I don't know, that, that, that was I, a little extraordinary just considering it's the uh, Tom Brady going away game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pricey. I don't, I don't like New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. someone who grew up in Connecticut, I hate Boston. Yes, I can hate. Can't I've got it. some, I got some personal medettas against that city. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just wrote. I'm just saying, man. I, I I was almost a Red Sox fan until, Ew, dude. No, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm, I'm giving you I'm giving you a real story here. I was a kid and and I went I went to the stadium and they ruined it for you. <laughs> I've never heard the N word so much in my life. And I was I was a, I was a big I was a big Jim Rice fan and I was like mm. kid. And I was like, I came like a week later. Came home. I was like. Get rid of all of it. Uh, right. yeah, well, while, while we're on the topic of fuck Boston, <laughs> got bounced by an eight seed. You fucking losers. Baby, Get out of here. baby. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, man, was baby. Dude, those last three games, I was fucking nervous, bro. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought Boston was going to come back and win. I'm so glad they're not. And we mm. don't got to go through the Boston media circus. So, oh, oh, well, the Red Sox were the first team to come back from a 3-0 and win the series. Yeah. And then the Celtics. <laughs> Thank God. Bloomini says, I've been to more Eagles road games than the home games. Wow. Interesting. That's a Bloomini fun fact right there. Nice. Wealthy Mind says, Section 315 in L.A., fellas. See you, th- you there? Okay. Okay. Shout out to Mark in the building. Uh, for those people that were waiting on posters, still posters are going out. Um, again, um, my trips to the post office. They, they run out of, They run out of these perfect boxes to put the posters in, so I'm waiting. I buy the whole thing out when I get there. Um, but um, any other questions? Anything that you, you guys wanted to bring up? Mm-mm-mm. I feel like we touched on a lot. Oh, um, let's see. News and notes here. Um, 
Uh, June 10th, again, uh, Devontae Smith is having a softball game. Um, it should be – hey, there's, there is a lot of people going there. Um, there's this guy named Terrell Owens who is going to be there. Uh, Brandon Marshall from the I Am uh, Athlete, also a former NFL player. Uh, this guy named Jalen Hurts. A uh, former NFL player. Who was a baller. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, but, Marshall. Yeah, Brandon uh, Marshall, like I drafted that dude like six years in a row. He oh, yeah, no, he was killing, yo, yeah. killing Brandon Marshall. He was our first one, yo, first Prime. NFL, what up, Brody? First NFL athletes on my old website back in the day. So, shout out to him. Nice. Um, Love shout out to Prime. We don't miss you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> <Speak> yourself. <laughs> um, who else is going to be there? Um, Go back to work. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Is Micah going to be there? This John Watson is going to be there. John, John Dotson Dor- is going to be there. Oh, John. Um, this guy that running back for the Giants, you might know his name. Saquon Bar- Barkley is going to be there. Local legend there as well. Same with same, same with um, John Dotson. Who else? Um, I don't think AJ's playing this year. If you yeah, see AJ in the home run derby they had last year. Yeah. He was putting bombs out there. He was. Jake Elliott will be there. Okay. He's a supreme athlete. Um, but uh, if you guys want to get your tickets, check out their website at DevonteSmithSoftball.com. Yeah, um, we know I love you, my boy. <laughs> yeah, anything else? Anything else? Oh, how was uh, – did we talk about Colorado? We did talk about Colorado. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Colorado was a great it, time. Uh yeah. To be honest with you, it was one of those I had a realization there as I was driving around. You're I was uh, like, Mike, there guy. Had a realization that your mic is <laughs> now, now you're muted, muted bro. <laughs> Can't hear you. Nope. Nah. He had a realization that um Colorado was awesome. All right, now there you go. Yeah, now I had a conversation that um, while I was out there driving beautiful scenery, I was like, you know what? I kind of understand why, because I was, I was in my general question. I'm a sports guy. I'm from a sports city, and I always trying to figure out what teams people are rooting for in any given area. If I strike up a conversation, not a lot of sports fans out there, and Mm. I was just kind of like thinking to myself, I was like, dude, there's it's so beautiful out here. It's one of those things where like. It it doesn't really matter. Like in Philadelphia, it's a concrete jungle. I'm here. Like my entire week is predicated on whether or not the Eagles. Oh. It can ruin my mood or it can put me on cloud nine. For yeah. Whereas, it's there, more, you kind of walk outside and you'd be like, you know what? It's not all that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gorgeous. So it's more yeah. serene than uh, the Schuylkill yeah. River. Yes. <laughs> one hope. one would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Todd, the tree was the tree was pretty great. I got a ride to the airport and I had the first uh, moment in probably a decade where uh, we we stopped at a friend's house, probably a half hour away from the airport. We were sitting there smoking and I uh, I was in the passenger seat about to be dropped off the airport. And I was like, yo, I don't think I can do this right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's got way too many people in there. Did you uh, you end up finishing your uh, footage from the trip? Uh, no, not all of it. I, I got lazy with that. I okay. haven't finished it. Because I'm trying to... I, I don't know how... <coughs> I'm 
trying to string together a bunch of drone footage in a way that's not going to be just repetitive or boring. I'm trying to get creative mm. with it. So, yeah. any the drone teaser, people out the, there, reach out. The teaser was amazing, by Thank the way. You. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, again, want to shout out um, Hollis. Hopefully, he's feeling better, man. Yeah, um, keep that eye right, man. Shout out, shout, out to, shout out to Primo. Um, Primo. Also, want to shout out, uh, you know, um, Bud Light, Philly Sports Trips. Bud Light, Bud Light, yeah, always doing the damn thing, holding us down for the last six years. We appreciate you guys supporting us. When no one did, when you believed in us, when no one did. <laughs> Shout out to Conscious Hawk and Bakery, 50 years of awesomeness, great people, great food, uh, great vibes. Always come there for uh, a good time when you want to get that tomato pie and get some kind of crazy design on it. They 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 do amazing work. Their cookies are amazing too. I don't I don't even like cookies, but their cookies. Chef's kiss. I don't like cookies. <laughs> I, I'm not a big cookie guy. I'm not a big. That's cookie crazy, guy. bro. Cookies That's are like nightmare. my. Bro, I gained fifty pounds off straight cookies, bro. Like, cookies not... my, my number one dessert, and it's like, not even close. When I go early, you know what I mean. And the people yeah. with the they like, man, he went out because it was the damn steaks and them damn cookies got his ass. And I'm be like, hey, I'm good be having like, yeah, bro, those cookies and steaks was rocking though. You yeah. feel me? You got to pay the cost to be the boss, the cookie boss, baby. <laughs> Big fan of Cookie Monster, just not really. <laughs> I see why he was addicted, bro. Bro, so now just as a quick like anecdote, we watching because you know MJ. So we watched Cookie Monster, Sesame Street, and so Cookie Monster has a show where like his sidekicks are cookies. And I was talking to Allison the first time we watched it, and I was like, "This is the most unrealistic shit I've ever seen in my life." Because I grew up watching this man like voraciously House. destroy cookies. Yeah. And now his best friends is cookies. Yeah. No, that's his op, bro. Like, let's not them. rewrite history, <laughs> man. Let's keep this consistent, bro. Are you, like, are you, well, didn't didn't they also now. try making him like the veggie monster for a short period too? Like broccoli. I remember, yeah. No, yo, man, it was crazy. Funny, it's son. crazy. Uh, the way like in in kids television. Shout out to Nickelodeon. Uh, there's the way that you you can't like you can't talk about sweets in a certain way. And Cookie Monster, well, that's not Cookie Monster, not Nickelodeon, but it's. I'm just saying, like sometimes when you talk about yeah. these kind of foods, you can't talk mm-hmm. about it in a way that, you know, promotes bad eating or something. Overindulgent in like yeah. snacks. I'm like, it's kind of crazy. But I was gonna say, I do have a. I had to clean out since I'm virtual now. I had to clean out my office. I do have a Cookie Monster doll. Oh yeah. If you if if you if your son really loves cookie matcha like that, because I'm sitting there, I was like, yo, I don't need this anymore at my desk. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna have to find some random person without being weird. Like, hey, do you like cookie monster? Hey, MJ love cookie monster. (laughs) MJ love anything he could throw around and chew on, bro. So cookie monster, it don't matter. Rocket from from damn uh, whatever the hell that. It's so many damn shows. My God, yeah. You've been watching Uh, a lot of Paw Patrol. Yeah, that's where he's from. Paw Patrol. He don't really like Paw Patrol. He like Miss Rachel. He got a girlfriend already. He he already on it. He yeah. trying to bag him up. So I'm like, <laughs> slow him down. Slow him down, man. Favorite yeah, dessert? Favorite dessert, yeah. I like ice cream cake, man. Okay, ice cream cake. Interesting. What about you, Hollywood? Cookies, bro. I'm telling. Like, I'm not okay. even. Yeah, I I go in on cookies. Oh yeah, mine is <laughs> apple pie, son. For the love of bro, God, I, I apple love apple pie. pie. Hot, oh, cold. God. Yo, for it's real, it's got an alamo. Honestly, with a little bit of either way, son. It's the cold. Either way, dude. I'm weird son. in that. I like pretty much all my shit cold. Like, um, I like, like cold desserts pie, and shit. 
That I like a lot of desserts out. cold. Yeah. Yeah. Apple pie heated up. Hmm. Mm. Got to dash the grant the sugar on top, a little bit of cinnamon in it. Oh, baby. Um, yeah, man. I just uh, we're about to close it oh, down. Um, shout out to you guys in the comments. We appreciate you guys sticking around. Always. Um, and while we're here, man, last word, Mal. Hey, man. Uh, I'm gonna give you your flowers, Gail, uh, because you talked about you know jokingly, but partially serious, but like sticking with you all. Like you grinded, bro. Right? That like you know Hollywood and I had a whole conversation about the fact that like you kept this thing afloat through COVID. Like you was grinding hours on hours on hours. You found me in the bleeding green nation comment section, bro. <laughs> grinding away in the darkness where we smoke all around me. And so like you know, shouts out to you, my brother. Um, I got nothing but love for you, man. You've always been just a dope human being towards me and towards everybody I've seen you interact with. So my last word is like, you're a hell of a human, dude. And, and I'm very oh, glad to on, see man. these things come to fruition for you. Hollywood, you've been grinding yourself too, Appreciate man. You, and we about to collaborate on a on a, a whole damn mini documentary. Um, I love y'all boys, man. You know, I'm always hey, likewise, grateful bro. to be in yeah. this space with y'all. Y'all are just really dope people. So my last word is fly eagles fly, but yo, y'all are some amazing folks, man. So shout out to y'all. Hey, comment. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, no, for me, I'm not gonna inflate Gail's head any more than that. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <laughs> uh, not for real though. I mean, th- this is a uh, a great group to work with. I mean, dude, we've been yes. doing that. What's crazy to think about is that like we are closer to doing this for ten years than we are. Mm to three years man so mm. like we've really been doing this shit for a long time and uh i just want to also just kind of build off of what mal said and just throw this to the comment section as well because it's not just gail yeah that held absolutely. it together i mean dude all these same yeah. names that pop up yes. in the comment section every single yes. show for years and Salute. years and years and we see you guys yeah. the the same group of people that show up at the tailgates um, we, we couldn't do it without y'all either. Like we'd just be speaking into a, a void and uh, nobody will be listening. So, um, I, pr- I appreciate all y'all, um, you know, a lot as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah just fly, goes fly, man. Yes. I mean, uh, shout out to you guys, man. I appreciate you guys, dude. Um, I mean, at this, at, at moments in, in time when you're just like, you're trying to talk about the Eagles, you, you, you need to find your peoples, uh, yeah finding you guys man it ma- makes it all better yeah. um, when, when you want to talk about your birds um and then off the f- off the field no eagles y'all are cool on the other side of the pillow man hey, yeah hey. and we still hang out right outside of the season it's not just birds like you know people we really kick it so yeah, yeah man this is this is a dope experience right that like life is about making these experiences and, and having these interactions with people that you ultimately call your family and like fourth and jones a family um, and I've always appreciated that aspect of this podcast, that it's not just us talking on computer screens. Like, we really be out in the community, yep. um, you know, going to all types of events. Um, you know, the y'all hosting the dopest damn tailgate in the whole city. Everybody trying to steal y'all concept, but they can't <laughs> do it because they don't got the love for the people, right? They're like, it starts with the love for the people um, before anything else. And so forth. And John is the embodiment of that for sure. Yeah, man. Um, but before we get out of here, I uh, just wanted to shout out my family. We we had a uh, death in the family. My cousin, uh, Charles Washington, um, big part of our family, uh, role model, uh, taught us all how to be outside of my father. He's He's been a role model in our life for so long. But, uh, you know, shout out to 
his wife Kiki and uh, my cousins who lost uh, yeah, you know, a, a great man, a husband and a father, but also a mentor to a lot of people in this community. So, um, you know, uh, just want to say uh, fly goes fly. We'll see you guys in the next Bird. one. Go Birds. <laughs>